Hello, thank you for your interest in the Ocean Mind Sangha. Uh, these uh, talks are recorded live. I give them from the south of Mexico, where I live. And they usually happen on Wednesday evenings during our sit, our Wednesday sit. And we offer these talks freely. But if you would like to offer a donation, know that that is always much, much appreciated. Um, your support allows me to dedicate more time to writing and teaching about the Dharma. Uh, it supports the operations of the Ocean Mind Sangha, and it allows us to offer scholarships, especially for classes, uh, for people who might need them. Uh, if you would like to offer a donation, you can visit uh, my website at vanessasuisegoddard.org. Thank you again for your practice and your support. May we purify an ocean of worlds. May we free an ocean of beings. May we see an ocean of dharma. <clears throat> May we realize an ocean of wisdom. May we purify an ocean of activities, may we fulfill an ocean of aspirations. May we make offerings to an ocean of Buddhas. May we practice without discouragement for an ocean of eons. Even now, decades after, I wash my face with cold water, not for discipline, nor memory, nor the icy awakening slap, but to practice choosing to make the unwanted wanted. This is the poet and one-time Zen practitioner, I don't know if she still is, Jane Hirschfield, and this is her poem, A Cedary Fragrance. And what she's referring to is that many years ago, she would wake up every morning at 3.40, long before dawn, at Zen Mountain Center in California. And she would wash her face with cold water because it was the only water that they had. And later, she turned this into a simple practice the practice of choosing instead of bearing, the practice of bringing close instead of pushing away. And as she says, not for the sake of discipline, not for the sake of asceticism or renunciation even, but for the sake of letting the whole world in. Do you understand? This is precisely what we are doing tonight as we prepare to enter Ango together. Letting, not just choosing, not just letting the unwanted be wanted, or not just wanting the unwanted, but letting the whole world in. making each one of our moments <clears throat> during these 30 days a chosen moment. 
And now the ceremony is simple, deceptively so. As you know, it has its history <clears throat> in the Sangha, the Buddha's Sangha, gathering together during the monsoon season, which tended to be anywhere from one to three months, roughly around the summer months, sometimes going into some of the fall. And because it made the roads impassable, the rain did, they would stop. They would stop their wandering, gather in one place, and because of the proximity, because then the Buddha had an opportunity to teach all his monks together, they would, by, as a result, they would intensify their practice. Now, today, and for at least a few weeks when we have been speaking about doing this, we've been turning toward this very deliberate taking up, taking up and looking anew at our practice. And I spoke a little bit last week about this very, you know, fine and I hope vibrant line between intensifying and really living into the reality of what Ango will be for you. And so you have each given me your commitment sheets. Thank you, your commitment forms. I have read uh, each of them. They're so you. <laughs> each form is so you. I, I love that. Um, how you phrased what you have committed you know, to doing how much you have shared of your commitment with me. Some of the forms are very, very short. It's like a word or two, maybe a line. Some go on for pages. <laughs> and so I hope that in the same vein, you will be true to yourselves in your practice, and you will also challenge yourselves. We are doing this in order to step further into each of our practices. And we're here to help one another to do that. And so at the beginning of the ceremony, I will read a petition that we're making to whom? Well, to Buddha, Dharma, and Sangha, to all Buddhas and Bodhisattvas to all the many teachers and all the many students who have stood at the threshold of a zendo and also said, help me, guide me. And who then sat looking at their body, looking at their mind, at their heart, and decided that they would do everything that they could, everything in their power to wake up for their sake, and for the sake of all beings. And so, we will begin, if you could please first offer incense at your altar, or offer the light of a candle, if that's what you have. And as you do so, if you can take a moment to really formulate and express to yourself, right, in your mind, your intent for this month. 
What is it that you want? What is it that you want to practice? And what is it that you want as a result of that practice, right? So you're bringing forth your aspiration, your commitment, and your determination to practice in a wholehearted way, leaving no part of you and no part of your life out. Next, we'll do three bows to one another. We'll just do seated bows. And remember, once again, with each bow, we're bowing to Buddha, we're bowing to Dharma, and we're bowing to Sangha in one another. Right? So we're bowing to awakening that Buddha and the example of Shakyamuni all those many years ago. We're bowing to Dharma, we're bowing to truth into the teachings of the path to awakening and we're bowing to supporting one another to showing up with everything that we have everything that we are for these 30 days right so so that if at any moment you know we're we're faltering or we don't feel like practicing that we can bring to mind that we can invoke the thought of one of the other people in this room, and of course also the larger Sangha, and to, to, to use the, that thought, that, that vision of them, their face, their presence, their practice, as an inspiration and as a support for our own practice. So, as I said, we'll do three bows, bowing to Buddha, Dharma, and Sangha in each of us. And because she couldn't be here today, she's preparing for a trip, I also want to bring into the room uh, Jess. Okay, so would everyone please gusho. <clears throat> we come here realizing the question of life and death is a vital matter. We dedicate ourselves to wholeheartedly practicing the summer 2023 Ango of the Ocean Mind Sangha. We understand our commitment to the Sangha and to one another, and we assume full responsibility for observing it. Please guide us in our practice. 
<clears throat> the following practitioners have made a commitment to train in this summer 2023 ongo. Elliot Friedman, Eric, Eric Geist. Kaito Green, Homeo Brown. Liz Wise, Marguerite Battaglia. Nicholas Fernie, Nina McPherson. Nyoen Reddy, Ryusan Pontalilo. Secundra Beasley, Shoho Fristo. Songkai Christian, Jess Engelson. Elizabeth Ann Spiota, and Suisse Goddard. Let it be known that I, Suisse Goddard, will lead the summer 2023 ongo. So this last statement means that there is no shuso, no chief disciple for this particular ango. But my hope is that as we continue to mature as a sangha, that some of you will be able to serve in this position. And, and what it really means is, is leading by example, leading by participation, uh, leading by closeness. And so I'll talk a little bit more uh, about it when we're there, when we get there. Um, but for this month, I will do that. So, now to return to this practice of making the unwanted wanted. But think of a human life. We get sick, we get old, we lose, we fail, we die. All of the many things that we do not want, that we would rather not have. And so when we choose liberation, what we're choosing, as I said before, is not just the unwanted, but all of it. We're choosing to choose, in a sense, not, not, not as in um, whatever goes, but meaning we're choosing choice. Like we're choosing our own life with all of its failings, its shortcomings, and its wonder. We're choosing the world with all of its beauty and all of its horror. And we're choosing very enthusiastically, very lovingly, to care for all of it because it deserves such care. Right? As, as Songkai's name says, we respect, we revere the world 
and in turn we are respected and revered by it. See, it always goes both ways. It always goes in all directions, reaching everywhere. And so when you think of, you know, that term bodhisattva, it really means enlightenment being. You could say very simply, just means someone who cares deeply. And so what we'll be doing these four weeks is revering the world through our practice. Isn't that wonderful? Including this world, of course, including this world. You know, we'll get up early, we'll sit together, we'll reflect on what it means to be a human being in this world. And not just reflect, of course, but to live out this project. Having vowed to do this in the best possible way, in the most wholehearted, earnest way that we can, because that is how we want to live our lives. And I want to reiterate, although I have said this before, that this is not a matter of obligation. I will not test or keep tabs on what you're doing or not doing. This is completely for you and by you. And once again, there is that, there's that, that liminal space between making what we're doing work in our own lives, with our jobs, with our partners, if we have them, with our children, if we have them, with our, you know, our many responsibilities, and also just stepping a little bit closer to that aspiration and that determination, right? If we were all living at the monastery, the bell would ring in the morning and we would get up, regardless of what happened the night before, regardless of how we felt that morning about getting up. That is what Jane Hirschfield was speaking of, the power of that practice. And then in subsequent years for her, the power of choosing, at least in one area of her life, to continue to choose to want the unwanted, simply as a practice, as that practice of choosing. And then she says, but you know, when I go to a hotel room, I, I, I wash my face with hot water because I like it. <laughs> she's like, but at home, I do it with cold water. So, right, you know, she's not, she's not being um, a zealot about it. She's not getting, she's not being uptight about it. But she's being deliberate. She's choosing how to live her life very deliberately. And because stretching, stretching ourselves is not easy to do on our own, we will do it together, which is also wonderful, if you ask me, right? If my alarm you know, goes off at five in the morning and I don't feel like getting up, I will think of you, that at least some of you, you know, will be sitting. And some of you have committed to ring the bell 
so that I can sit. Some of you have committed to chant a chant. Because really, putting your names on that sheet doesn't mean oh, just filling the spaces where something needs to be done. The way that I see that, it means it's, we're, we're really saying, I've got you. I'm doing this with you. You're not doing this alone. Just as people have been doing for thousands, literally thousands of years. Without the benefit of technology. And so our, we're continuing this tradition with a few adaptations. But the heart, I really, really, really <laughs> hope and wish that the heart and the aspiration and the practice that you can feel that those are the same. That together, we're going to be creating a monastery of consciousness, to borrow another one of Hirschfeld's phrases. Right, so we're, we're creating a boundary starting today, going to an artificial boundary, completely artificial and somewhat arbitrary, starting today and ending on August 30th, five Wednesdays, four weeks. We're creating this boundary, we're creating this, designating this beginning and this end, so we can enter into that place without boundary, without edges, where nothing begins and nothing concludes, because there is just life being lived, one moment after the next. So, my friends, let's do this. Let's just do this. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you would like to listen to more talks, you can visit my website at vanessasuisegoddard.org. And if you would like to offer a donation, know that they're always much, much appreciated. Uh, they allow me to dedicate more time to writing about and teaching the Dharma. They uh, support the operations of the Ocean Mind Sangha. And they also allow us to offer scholarships for people who might need them. Uh, so we always, always very much appreciate your practice and your support. Thank you.